welcome back to the CBJ show for episode 35. Jason, we're here with Brandon. And this week, we have a lot of things to talk about, mainly the NFL playoff picture. It's the first week 18 ever in NFL history. And there's a lot of different scenarios that we will be going over as the season, regular season actually is nowhere near over because so much could change. We could even have an intentional tie on game 252, which is incredible. There is so much to talk about. And I think right now we're just going to dive right into it. And as we first are going to take a look at the AFC, there are still four teams that are in contention for the number one seed in the final week of NFL action. And one of them is still in the wild card. We still have the Tennessee Titans at 11 and five with the one seed. They have a tiebreaker over the two seed Kansas City Chiefs because they actually beat them in a head-to-head game. The Cincinnati Bengals, who have already clinched their division as well, like with the Titans and the Chiefs, have a tiebreaker over the Buffalo Bills, who are the four seed because of win percentage in conference games. And the four seed Buffalo Bills wins a tiebreaker over the New England Patriots based on their own best win percentage in division games. And the Patriots at the five seed, like I said, they are in the wild card and they still have a chance to get that number one spot. And we're going to dive into scenarios in a little bit. Um, and then just outside um, the top five, we have the Indianapolis Colts one game behind the Patriots. They have a tiebreaker over the Chargers, the seven seed on win percentage and conference record. Uh, they're both nine and seven. And the Raiders at nine and seven, the Chargers have the head-to-head um, tiebreaker over the Raiders right now. But like I said, they play on Sunday night in the final game of the season. In the 9C, we have the Steelers, um, who are, I believe, 8-7-1, and one, and the Baltimore Ravens at 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, and, they're, and they're the 11th seed, not even the 10th seed, and they still actually have a chance to get in. Um, so um, we look at the scenarios um, for each team. Brandon, who do you think is going to have the number one seed in the AFC? Yeah, just quickly before we get into scenarios, since it's very complicated, it's crazy to me going, first off, having this week 18 is amazing, an extra week of red zone, which is amazing, but I was surprised. I thought going into the season, the last week, so many teams normally have their starters rest, but with so many games still in contention, so many teams can go... uh, from wild card to the division, out of the in the hunt to wild card teams, wild card teams to in the hunt. Uh, this is when this is so exciting, and uh, we like Jason mentioned, we even have a situation where two teams can make it via a tie, and I think that is incredible. Just let alone having someone tie two divisional rivals tying for game two seventy two would just, I think. Um, be a little crazy for how crazy the season has been we've had games on Thursday we've had games on Saturday we've had games on Sunday we've had games on Monday and Tuesday and end the season with a tie I think it would just uh wouldn't be surprised with all how craziness we've had this year um like Jason mentioned the Dolphins actually have the um 10 seed they were eliminated um from teams that they played Baltimore at the 11th seed still has a chance um, to make the wild card or the playoffs, I should say. Uh, as we know, seven teams make the wild card from each, or seven teams make the playoffs from each. Uh, each conference, only the one seed gets the bye. Going to scenarios. So, 
first, we're going to start uh, the teams that are in the hunt and wild card teams. Indianapolis. So all they really need to do is win in their end. That seems simple, right? Well, um, it would be if they weren't playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. So a lot of people think Jags, they suck. But the Jags have won the fat past five matchups against the Colts in Jacksonville. So this game on paper isn't as easy as you think. If Indy doesn't win or tie, they could still get in with a tie. They could get in with a Chargers loss a in a Baltimore-Pittsburgh tie or a Chargers loss combined with a Pittsburgh loss combined with a Miami win. These are very complicated. We're going to go into so much depth. Easiest way to look in it is if you're rooting for your team, a lot of these teams need a win and they're in. A lot of it also means they need help from other teams. Um, and if you want to learn more info or refresh memory, um, all the Twitter accounts, social media, which we'll post as well, have all these scenarios really um, simple. The Chargers, all they need to do is win or tie in their end. No other. Uh, scenario needed. Jason, you want to talk about Vegas? Yeah, Vegas, they have actually three scenarios just like the Colts. And with Vegas, they're actually outside the playoff picture. So it's going to be a bit more difficult than a, a win in your in scenario. For Vegas, um, if they win, they are in, but it's not that, like, it's not really comp. It's actually a lot more complicated because um, they play in that last game of the season. Um, and so if um, if Jacksonville somehow beats Indy, just like the Chargers, they're not playing for anything except for the six or the seven seed. Um, because um, like we said, while the Jacksonville loss, um, Jacksonville win would be a bit unlikely. Like you said, they have it. They've always beaten the Colts at home for as long as like a lot of us can remember for like a very long time. Um, and a second scenario is if they tie, which we said could be possible. Um, and also a Colts loss would really help them out because they tie and Indy loses, they are automatically in. And an Indy loss and a Pittsburgh loss are tied because Pittsburgh um, is also still in the hunt. That would also really help them. So for teams like the Colts, Chargers, and Raiders, it's a win and they're in. But for teams like the Steelers and the Ravens, there's only one way they can get in and they need so much to happen. Looking at Pittsburgh, um, they need to win versus Baltimore. Um, and they are on the road and they also needed Colts loss and they also need to make sure that this Vegas Chargers game does not end in a tie and as you said the intentional tie is something that could possibly happen and let's say Pittsburgh beats the Ravens and let's say the Colts lose to the Jaguars but the Chargers and the Raiders decide to kind of like come to a like a tie I'm sure Steelers fans would go absolutely crazy on social media and be so mad that this game um, ended in a tie because if one because all they need is just one team to win and one team to lose because they would take the place over the team um, that loses and if they end in a tie I feel really bad for Steelers fans that would be a really bad ending definitely would not be fun for Steelers fans on the Baltimore side of things it's a little complicated they need a Baltimore win combined with a Chargers loss an Indy loss or a Miami loss or tie a uh, lot of uh, things need to go their way. Um, they won't know if they're in until the late window as Miami um, Patriots game. 
it, Miami New England game is at 425 compared to a lot of these other games. Chargers, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and the Indy game is all at one. So um, as an NFL fan, if you're rooting for your team, you not only have to look at uh, the Sunday games uh, at 1, 4, and 8, you also have to look with uh, Saturday as we um, will move into uh, the teams that can clinch uh, the number one seed. But Baltimore needs a lot of things to happen. Same with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And even if either one of those teams win, which means they, that game doesn't end in a tie, they still need other teams to uh, go their own, go their way to uh, make their destiny. So it's not out for them. They're not eliminated, but it's very far. The number one seed clinching scenarios. Tennessee has the easiest. All they need to do, win at Houston, and you're in. want to remind everyone, this, this season, without Derrick Henry, without Julio Jones, without A.J. Brown, they lost to the Texans. This week, A.J. Brown is back, Julio Jones is back, and Derrick Henry has been back from IR. Doesn't mean Henry will play, but all three are on the active roster. None of these players played last time, so hopefully... That's better for um, Titans fans, um, have them have more faith. But all they need to do is win. They lock up the number one seed. Done deal. If they don't, they can tie and still um, get the number one seed. That would only work if Kansas City loses or ties. That way, Tennessee could tie. So Tennessee is going to look at tomorrow's game, Saturday, uh, Chiefs-Broncos, and that's going to impact Kansas City game is going to impact Tennessee and the Patriots for the number one seed. Uh, the other scenarios include a Kansas City loss, a Cincinnati loss, a New England loss, or a Buffalo win. One of those would knock the Patriots. A New England loss or a Buffalo win would knock the Patriots out. Um, but the easiest is Tennessee wins, they're in. Yeah, it seems pretty simple for Tennessee, but like you said, Houston can give them a bit of trouble. We saw them upset the Chargers just a few weeks ago in a really surprising fashion. Davis Mills has looked really good the last few weeks, and I think he's showing a lot of promise to be their quarterback for at least next year, not their franchise quarterback at the moment. But um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, the Titans want to kind of rest their stars and because they'd rather, even though if they sacrificed the one seed, they'd still get um, home field advantage in the wild card round no matter what. I mean, of course you want that one seed, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Davis Mills turns it up. I'm not saying he will. I think Tennessee's got the win pretty much locked up, but it's never over because um, anything can really happen. Um, and as we look at the Kansas City Chiefs, who are tied with the Titans um, record-wise, however, the Titans beat the Chiefs earlier this season. So that's why the Titans have the one seed. Like we said, the head-to-head -head is the tiebreaker. Kansas City can also get the one seed. Um, with a win, they also need a Tennessee loss or a tie. But if Kansas City ties to Denver on Saturday, um, they can actually still get in if the Texans beat the Titans. So there's two ways to get in. It's kind of complicated. They really need the tight. They're kind of really wishing on the downfall of the Titans um, to get that one seed. But it would mean so much for the Chiefs to have home field advantage throughout the AFC playoff picture. And then Cincinnati. I'll just add one more thing as we keep on talking about this. And we're going to reiterate this just because it's really important. Only one team is getting the spot, and it's really crucial. Um, we've seen in the NFL a lot of times, not all the times, but a lot of times that number one seed or the teams with the bye, they really get an advantage of having an extra week of rest for their players. So 
That's why we're talking about this being so important and ties versus a loss versus a win is really important. Now you can go back to continue it. Yes, so the Cincinnati Bengals, believe it or not, they actually have a chance. Everyone was dying them earlier in the year saying they go like 4-13 and or something like that. Well, they're here. They've got their division. Joe Shiesty's here looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and they have a chance of getting the first seed with two different scenarios. First, Wait, did you say who? Who'd you say? Joe Joe Burrow. (laughs) Yeah, so Cincy, they need to win. They also need the Titans to lose to the Texans. They need the Chiefs to lose to the Broncos. And they need the Patriots to lose or tie with the Miami Dolphins. Because if Cincy wins, Kansas City loses, and Tennessee loses, we know they have the head-to-head over Kansas City. And they also, I believe, have an advantage over Tennessee. I'm not sure what it is. Um, but if they have the tiebreaker, since he would get the advantage and the Patriots would have the advantage over the Bengals if they were to win um, and the, and um, the Bengals were to lose. So they need a Patriots loss or tie immediately. And also if since wins, Tennessee loses, Kansas City loses, there's another way they can somehow get the one seed and it doesn't involve the Patriots, no matter what happens with the Patriots. If Buffalo beats the New York Jets, they also get um, the number one or Buffalo, I believe loses I'm not really sure how Buffalo really plays into this, but I believe if um, they're able to, if Buffalo loses, they will be able to get the one seed. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. No, Buffalo, a Buffalo win would cancel out the Patriots game. Buffalo so no matter if the Patriots win against Miami, a Buffalo win just cancels that Patriots game out. And if the other three games go the way um, Jason just mentioned, Cincinnati gets the one seed. Yes, um, because like you said, <laughs> Um, with the, the Patriots, if they win and Buffalo loses, the Patriots own uh, the Patriots have a better record than the Bills. So a Bills win, a Bills win would automatically give them the edge over the Patriots, no matter what happens in the Patriots game. So the Bengals can still get the one seed that way. And as for the five seeded Patriots, there's a way. There's one scenario. Um, of course, the Patriots win over Miami. A Bills loss or tie because if the Patriots win and the Buffalo Bills do not win. That means that um, the Patriots are ahead of them, and they would all they would also win the AFC East, and they also need the Chiefs to lose to the Broncos and the Titans to lose to the Texans. It seems complicated. We could see Bill Belichick and the Patriots resting it up until the weekend of January twenty third, around that time, and that would be pretty insane to see in his um, in in one of the quickest rebuilds we've seen in like NFL history, to be honest, because the dynasty could still be going. You never know. Yeah, any team, whichever team gets the one seed will definitely have an advantage and avoiding super wild card weekend will be important. Jason just mentioned the Patriots can get the one seed, but if that is too far for the Patriots, the division is in reach. Um, Buffalo has the tiebreaker, as Jason mentioned, over conference record. Uh, Back in week one, the Patriots lost to the Dolphins. Uh, The Bills have swept uh, the Dolphins and Jets, or sorry, they won, swept the Dolphins, and they beat the Jets the first time. As a result, they would have a better record than um, the Patriots if both teams win. All they need, all Buffalo needs to do to clinch the East is win. If they don't, they need a New England loss to clinch. If for some reason both games end in a tie, Buffalo would get the advantage. So. New England needs a win and a Buffalo loss. But uh, New England can also win the division with a tie and a Buffalo loss. So as long as Buffalo loses and the Patriots win, 
the division goes to the Patriots. If Buffalo wins, Patriots game doesn't even matter, and the Bills are the division champs. Yeah, it's coming down to the wire. While it seems like the, the Bills have um, pretty much this game locked up, they're playing the New York Jets, who have shown some promise lately because of how they were able to beat the San Bay Buccaneers for the first three quarters of the game. They really owned that the game for then, and then Tom Brady just came back with a great comeback, which is very impressive. I would and, also say I think the, the New York Jets beat Antonio Brown last week uh, <laughs> as they uh, were able yeah. to get him upset. I call that a win for the New York Jets. <laughs> Yes, the Jets um, took a took a big W last week, even though it won't be in the win column. Um, but um, yes, the Bills-Jets game could be a lot closer than people think because I think Zach Wilson is coming together at the right time. He had a really rough start, but I feel like the last few weeks, Zach Wilson has looked even better than Trevor Lawrence this year, if I'm being completely honest. I think Zach Wilson's the answer in New York right now, um, and you never know if he, they could beat down the Bills team. The, the Bills have some guys coming out from injury, I believe, this week. Um, and um, who knows, the Jets could carry their momentum because they played a very good game of football versus Tampa, and I think it's possible that they pull off an upset and then propel Patriots um, to get home field advantage in the wild card. Now we are moving on to the NFC. Um, there is a little bit less playoff implications here, um, but uh, it's still really interesting to look at because there are five teams that have over 11 wins um, in the NFC right now. We have a clinched number one seed with the Green Bay Packers at a 13-3 and record. They will be starting Aaron Rodgers for week 18 versus Detroit. Um, so it's interesting how Jordan Love won't get the start, but who knows, maybe Jordan Love will get some playing time maybe in the second half. The Rams have the two seed right now at 12-4. and They have a tiebreaker over the 12-4 and Tampa Bay Buccaneers because of a head-to-head um, win. They beat them earlier in the season in week three. So that's why the Rams have the two seed and the Buccaneers, like I said, that's the three seed. And the Dallas Cowboys also have their division on locks, just like the three teams above. Um, they are 11 and five um, and um, they can't really move that far up, but they'll probably be locked in at a four seed with home field advantage. In- they actually are not. Um, if, um, sorry to interrupt, but if, Tampa Bay and the Rams lose um, and Dallas wins. Dallas could actually move up to the three seed. So as much as it doesn't seem like much and a lot would have to go their way, Dallas can actually move from the four to the three. Um, And we know having uh, that three, six matchup versus the four five matchup is definitely better for teams. Yeah. And I think it would be interesting if the Cowboys end up playing a divisional rival, like the Eagles who have already clinched as we move down, we see the Eagles at the seven seed, but they've already clinched. Um, and going up, we have the Cardinals at 11 and five, the 49ers at nine and seven at the six seed, but they actually have not clinched because the Saints can actually get in over them. We'll get into the scenario in just a moment. Um, like I said, the Eagles Cowboys, that could be a fantastic rivalry. That's been one for years and years. And if we see that in wildcard action, I think that would um, draw a lot of attention to the media. It'd be a really fun game to watch. I'm not mistaken. I think those two teams are playing this weekend. They are, yeah. So they can play back-to-back, just like the Browns and the Steelers did last year. Um, and who knows, maybe if one team carries the momentum with the upset, let's say the Eagles might win this week and the Eagles win the wildcard game, that would be crazy. As we saw the Steelers dominate the NFL in the regular season for um, over half the first part of the regular season and um, a little bit into it as they went 11-0 to start the year off. They kind of fell apart. The Browns took advantage of them. 
Um, and they ended up moving on to the division round, almost taking down the Kansas City Chiefs. And who knows, the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, uh, a young up-and-coming quarterback, um, uh, like the Browns with a young up-and-coming roster, at least with guys like Miles Garrett. You can see the Eagles take down the Cowboys and maybe um, um, show why they're a team for the future. So as a, a fan who uh, likes both of these teams, the Niners and um, the Saints, uh, having a really hard time um, trying to figure out which team I, I really want. Um, and, and I think uh, what I've came to the conclusion is uh, the Saints are in a rebuilding mode. First year after uh, Drew Brees, but had a lot of COVID absences, which is and an injury to their number one starting QB this uh, at the beginning of the season, Jameis Winston. So I think the Niners have the edge, but I would not call um, it wouldn't be certain that the Niners make it, um, especially with this very, very tough divisional game against the Rams in L.A. Uh, for the Niners to make the playoffs and clinch, um, since they have not, <laughs> uh, they need to easiest way is just to win um, or tie or a New Orleans loss or tie. So if the Niners lose and the Saints lose, the Niners are in. Niners wouldn't want that because if the Niners lose, the Saints win, and the and um and the Saints yeah the Niners lose and the Saints win, the Niners don't make the playoffs and the Saints win. So that Niners game really big and really important. Um and basically all they need to do is win in their end. But who knows if Jimmy G will play? Yeah, the Jimmy G injury has been um, a big topic in the NFL lately. We saw Trey Lance have a really nice start last week. Um, and I think Lance might be their starter next year, but I think they need Jimmy G at least for this week if they want to get in. Because playing the LA Rams, um, who are still fighting for keeping their two seed, I assume they're playing their starters, um, it's still a really tough matchup for San Fran. And with the Saints, they don't really have a tough matchup, in my opinion, with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, because the Falcons aren't really playing for anything. So they might just put in some backups in the young guys. Um, so if that's the case, the Saints could honestly sneak in over the 49ers, even though I think the 49ers have the better team constructed right now. But the Saints, they've gone through a lot this year with losing Jameis and finding out Michael Thomas would, wouldn't play a single snap for them this year. Um, and the fact that they're still in the playoffs with um, switching quarterbacks almost every single week. They've had uh, four different quarterbacks play this year. And um, even Blake Bortles just got signed to the team. So they kind of have five quarterbacks on their roster right now. Um, and the fact that they have a really, they have the odds on their side at the moment to make the playoffs is honestly incredible for, um, for NFL fans to see. And I know they won't go far in the playoffs, but it's still a really nice story to think about. Both uh, matchups, the Niners game and the Saints game is being play, uh, played at 425. So no matter what happens, they'll know the exact same time and it won't, uh, one game at one won't impact at four. So I like how the NFL does this. They don't allow teams to rest guys because of other games. Um, but if the Niners win and Saints win, the Niners obviously make the playoffs. In the NFC West, um, there's not only uh, scenarios for the Niners, there's also scenarios for the division. Um, the This is the only division um, up for grabs in the NFC. Um, and it's uh, between the Rams and the Cardinals. So right now the Rams um, are the th uh, two seed, actually, since they have the tiebreaker of Tampa. They have the, right now they'd be the division crown, uh, division leader. Um, 
they just need to win and they keep uh, the crown. Um, and they can keep that two seed. Um, if they lose to the Niners and Arizona wins, then Arizona leapfrogs LA into the divisional, the top four seeds. Um, and the Rams would be a wild card team. So basically, this game, these games determine which team is playing a home game next week and which team is playing an away game next week. Yeah, I think it'd also be interesting. I know the odds aren't really there, but like I said, if you have like another divisional matchup in the wild card um, with a Rams versus Cardinals, like let, let's say um, they line up as like the four to five or the three to six somehow. Actually, no, they can't line up as three to six, but four to five is a little bit more probable because the Cardinals, if they win their division, um, I don't believe they're I don't believe the odds are on their side um, because of some other matchups like that would get them any higher than the four seed. And the Rams would obviously be the best wild card team because whoever gets whoever um, does not win the division of those two teams will still have the five seed. Um, and I think if we have a Cardinals Rams matchup again with a four to five seed game, that would also be really interesting. We could see one team overtake the other. Um, and um, yeah, so like we said, there's not much to it. Um, the Rams have um, everything set up for them to win. Um, they play the 49ers. The Rams win, like you said, they're in. And Arizona loss also gets them in. But um, Arizona needs um, needs to win, and the Rams need to lose um, in two divisional matchups in Week 18. A lot of games, uh, Week 18, that will factor in who's in and who's out. Uh, since we're talking about the uh, teams that are doing well, we also have to talk about the teams that didn't do well. Um, the NFL draft order, uh, yeah, it's that time of year as well when your team is uh, dreading the last couple of games and just ready for the offseason. I'll just quickly go through this. And uh, Jacksonville holds the no- number one seed uh, or the number one pick. Uh, Detroit is two. Uh, Houston is three. The Jets are four. The New York Giants are five. Carolina Panthers are six. Uh, the Jets from Seattle are seven. The Giants from Chicago are eighth. Washington is nine. And Atlanta is 10. Uh, so just quickly going through that. And depending on if some of these teams want to upset, um, it helps other teams that, um, that are fighting for the playoffs. It also hurts the teams itself because they could lose uh, the draft order. Not saying that... Uh, Two versus the three is really going to change anything. Um, haven't looked into it much. I don't know if you have, Jason, but um, definitely think that um, the draft order right now is just a little interesting to know because it may not be this after week 18 with all the upsets we may have. Yeah, the upsets um, could really change a lot. Like if Jacksonville beats um, the Colts um, and continues their streak and the Lions um, end up losing um actually no yeah the lions actually could end up with the one with number one overall pick um and as jacksonville has done horribly this entire year and they honestly might just want to tank this game and they somehow end up winning i think that would be a really bad um thing for the jaguars because i think they're really looking at someone like aiden hutchinson to be one of their franchise edge rushers um and then you have the texans jets and giants with that tie at four and twelve each if one team kind of drops, one team rises, I think the Giants are probably hoping that they fall um, to a top five pick. Uh, or they, 
hold on one second. I need to check out where the Giants are. They are at number five, but if they somehow um, have a few other scenarios go their way, they can end up with the top three pick. And with the season that they've had, just horrible team, team management, some injuries, um, and a really bad roster, I think they would really like a top three pick if they could get it. And we have the, we see the Jets and the Giants both have two top 10 picks right now. And that would be really interesting to see if they both take some franchise guys that will really help them down the line. Um, and we know that the Eagles also have three first round picks um, this draft, I believe. I mean, they're also making the playoffs, which is also really interesting. All right, that will do it for the bulk of the episode. We're now going to jump into headlines. So MLS news, um, we, we try to talk about MLS as much as we talk about the other four sports, the big four. Um, few MLS guys have moved uh, to Europe over the past um, source week or so. Um, most notable, um, Orlando City striker Daryl DK is joining West Bromwich Albion. I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, U.S. men's national team star and FC Dallas uh, player Ricardo Pepe. Everyone knows uh, El Tren or the, um, the, the Pepe train. Um, he's joining Bundesliga side FC Osberg. Um, I also know um, the Revs, Tejan Buchanan. He, uh, he signed the contract over the summer to play with Club Rouge in Belgium. He officially um, has had his first training session in Belgium. Um, um, new MLS Cup champion, uh, James Sand, defender uh, for the U.S. men's national team, has also made his way to Europe. So it's definitely interesting. Over the past couple of years, we've seen many, many young stars um, get drafted, and a few years later, they're off to Europe. Um, just a quick reminder, MLS season starts February 26th, the earliest it's ever started in MLS's 27-year history. And CCL will begin um, for the Revs, NYCFC, Colorado and Seattle, and Canadian Club Montreal on February 15th. Dates, times, and locations are coming out very shortly. Um, NBA, we heard, um, not just heard, we saw last night as Kyrie Irvin made his 2022 or 21-22 season debut um, with the New York Nets last night. Um, and then NFL, we mentioned with the whole AB situation, he's now um, officially cut from the um, Bucks. And if you were listening to our um, holiday hot takes on social media, I don't know if you're listening, uh, watch, look, checked it out on Twitter, Instagram, or uh, TikTok. Um, Cam's take one of the days was college football championship matchup between Georgia and Alabama, and he uh, got that spot on. So congrats, Cam. Although he can't be here, he's definitely uh, cheering inside himself. Um, unfortunately, we've had some um, famous people die including former NFL player and head coach Dan Reeves and the um, very notable figure and icon John Madden passed away um, just before New Year's last week, which was a little sad. Um, All the teams did a great tribute this past weekend um, for John Madden. And as a lot of you probably uh, know or play uh, the game Madden, he was definitely um, a huge spark um, and definitely um, got people, young players, into the game of football. So with that, um, we hope you enjoyed 
this very, very special dedicated football NFL episode. Um, you know where you can find us on social media at CBJ Sports. Um, Jason, do you have anything else to add? Uh, not much. I think it's going to be really nice NFL weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. All right. Red Zone will be a really enjoyable watch. Uh, as Scott Hansen says, seven more hours of commercial free football with lots of playoff implications um, left. With that, we're going to sign off, and we uh, hope you enjoyed episode 35 of the CBJ Show. Thank you.